What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 10 of the Nap Bros podcast. I am your lovely host, Nick. And uh, unfortunately, today, my brother is not with me. Um, He has had quite a few things to handle over the past few weeks, and especially um, this past uh, weekend when the tornadoes actually ended up going through. um, They actually ended up going through his uh, city in Kentucky. And so um, with that being the case, he's not here. Um, And with that also being the case, just allow me to, to, to say like, to those of you who have lost loved ones and uh, or lost property, property obviously not as important as those that you care about and that you love. Um, if you've lost people close to you, all I can say is that I, I like I am sorry. I'm not going to say like like I am praying for you, but again, like I don't want that old adage of our my thoughts and prayers are going out to you. Okay, I know that that doesn't really mean anything, but understand that. Um, I, I, I try to empathize with how you're you're, you're feeling now. I, I can't say that I sympathize. Um, I was very blessed that my brother and my nephews and um, my parents were not affected as as greatly as others. Uh, also, that um, that friends of mine who live in the areas uh, were not as or were not as affected as others, and so. Um, but just just know that if you were affected by that, I I am sorry, and um, I am praying for you. Um, but with that being said, uh, I do want to get back into our discussion. I welcome you back to our discussion of sovereignty. And today um, we are going to be talking about. I'm going to be talking to you about. Continuing to talk to you about the Code of Conduct, uh, which is part three, um, and in chapter eight, we are specifically talking about intentionality, okay, being intentional and and whatnot. And so um, without any further ado, I'm going to, um, you know what, actually, this might be better to do it this way. Let me grab this. I'm going to put this right here. This might actually be the best. So um, a summary, a quick summary of Mickler's chapter. Uh, Being intentional means making choices. Uh, We can choose to either be at the mercy of others by letting someone else do something and we react to that. We react poorly or, or just be in a reactionary mode to that. We can choose to be at the mercy of ourselves. And that's more of where we kind of get into this pattern, this rut, this this design that is just the easiest route. We've been doing it for years or we've been doing it for months. Or we've been doing it for such a long time that now it's just who we are. And so we could do that. But the idea that, that he likes to present is that since we need to make choices, we need to recognize that most of the choices that we make aren't either or choices but that we can have a a third option, that we can have a fourth option. We can have more options than just either this or that. And so with that, um, I just want to kind of get into this. Uh, I am hoping and praying that I will keep this under an ungodly amount of time. And so um, without any further ado, let's just kind of get into it. Um, 
one of the questions that Mickler presents uh, for 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 us men is is are we conditioned to do things without asking many questions? And and that that can probably go for men or women, but are we conditioned not to actually go um, ask questions just to kind of like follow along with what somebody tells us to do? Like instead of challenging things, instead of questioning things, instead of uh, trying to figure out why we have to do what it is that that they say. Now, obviously, something that comes to mind is we do have laws that exist and in society and in the world that hopefully protect us from others and also protect others from us you know, if, if, if we were to do something. And so not necessarily talking about that, but one of the questions that you do want to ask yourself is, do you ask questions? Are you willing to challenge what, what you're told either at work or, or at home or, or through society or through social media? Like, do we, do we ask enough questions? And, and for me, I've always been kind of a guy that, that, that wants to know, and you can ask my parents, you can, if you ever get to meet them or ever get to, if we ever bring them on the podcast, but you absolutely ask them and, and, and they will tell you that I was a challenging child. Let's just say I was a challenging person. I still am a challenging person. And one of those reasons is because for me, I always wanted to understand why. Um, a great example of this is, uh, well, actually, actually, kind of a funny thing behind me. If you see my bed's not made, this is my bedroom. This is, this is my bedroom slash my office area. This is kind of where I, I record a lot of the podcasts. Um, but behind me, my bed's not made. And one of the challenging things for, for, for my parents, my poor, poor parents, uh, was that they would always tell us to make our beds. They would tell me and Andrew to, you got to make your beds. And my thing was always, why? Why do I have to make my bed? That doesn't make any sense to me at all. Like I'm going to get, and I know that this has been argued. And I know actually that there was a book that came out by this uh, Navy uh, Admiral who was like, you've got to make your bed. And I'm like, cool. And I don't necessarily disagree even now, but there are still times where I just don't. And I was always wondering why I had to abide by certain things. Why did I have to obey certain rules? And so um, I always kind of challenged things, especially if they sounded stupid. Um, trying to even think like like now. Um, actually, actually, I'll give you, for instance, from today. Um, I, I teach a creative writing class uh, for high school students. And... Um, one of those is that I'm, I'm really interested in creating, having them create a screenplay and then actually developing it and making it into a short, a short film. And I presented this to uh, my boss and he was like, well, why don't, why don't you do something else? Why don't you do like a video essay? And I'm like, well, a couple of reasons. One, I've got no clue about video essays. Like I don't, I don't even really like think about video essays. I've got no but when it comes to movies, like I'm, I'm pretty knowledgeable when it comes to that. I'm not saying like I can understand editing and that I can understand sound and I can understand uh, um, direction and stuff like that. But I, I have more experience watching and, and analyzing and discussing and it, I've got more experience in the acting department as well. 
And so it's like, it just makes more sense for me to be able to create that versus this video essay. But he kept harping on this video essay and kept harping on this video essay to where I'm just like, I don't understand why that, that even matters. Like there's not really like, there's not really any particular benefit doing a video essay versus doing a movie. And I understand like for him, it was like, well, you know, it's really crappy, you know, audio and, and, you know, really crappy video and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, to an extent, that's true. Like I get that. However, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm going to do the process step-by-step. Like it doesn't make any sense to me to not be creative in that particular case. Uh, Now that being said, my students, they may be terrible at um, doing, following any directions and, and adjusting things the correct way. But I, I think it'd be a really interesting thing. Um, so yeah. Uh, another question that, that kind of gets brought up is what, what are some of the habits or, or patterns that you have in place? Um, like what are some things that you just automatically do every day or say like every week or every month like what is it that's just kind of like on autopilot like it's just it's just going and that's just how it is for you um for, for me it's it's definitely gotten into a habit where i will and, and, he, and he does mention he, he he actually goes into this this um this breakdown of a day for a guy and some of it kind of reminds me of me. Like, for instance, I, I generally will try to go to bed at anywhere between 1030 and 12 at night, somewhere somewhere in the in, the, in that hour and a half. Uh, 1030, great day, meaning like, uh, and, and my wife is home and everything's good. Um, 12 is generally when my wife is still working and she's on her way home. And I just want to stay up and wait and be awake for her to just to make sure that she makes it home safely. Um, that being the case, like, I do have an alarm that wakes me up every morning, um, but it's set for 6.15. And generally what will happen automatically is I will get up because my phone is generally set further away. I will get up, I will unplug the phone and I will mute the phone and then I will go lay back down in bed. Now, sometimes that's caught me by surprise because sometimes I will hold onto the phone and my, my thumb will automatically mute the button. My, my, and I'm not even fully awake when that happens. Uh, but generally that, that has kind of bit me in the rear end a few times when I've muted it so much that I didn't realize that I had done it. And then I wake up and it's seven 11 and I've got to be out of the house at seven 30. And that's not, you know, I, I've got a lot of stuff that I've got to handle before getting out of the house. Um, and so that, that's kind of one of those ruts or that, that it's one of those kind of habits that I'm in. It's not necessarily a good habit just to get up, shut it off and then go lay back down. That's not exactly a, a great habit. Um, a good habit though, like I would say, hmm, let me see a good habit that I would say that I, that I'm in is, is generally trying to say good morning. Um, and and in an excited way, not just like a good morning, but like actually like be full of energy when I see people either that I work with or see my students or even my lovely wife, like trying to make sure that, that I'm in the habit of saying good morning. And, and sometimes one of the dilemmas that you could face is if you have this habit where it just always comes out, especially if it's something that you say, you might turn into just a plain old, just regular, um, I don't know. Like there doesn't seem to be any authenticity with it, but 
I do actually try to make it intentional every day to say good morning, even on the days that I don't feel great, just because I I want um I want other people to still be, feel good, regardless of how I feel. I, I want others to be happy about um what what you know uh, about their mornings and stuff like that, and get the day started off right. Um, Another question that kind of comes up is like, what's a typical autopilot day for you? So uh, I want to read a little section of, of what Mickler um, put in the text as like a typical day for a guy. So the average man wakes up, hits the snooze button a couple of times, you know that I'm there, and gives himself just enough time to grab a shower, brush his teeth, and change into the same clothes he wears every day. He jumps into his car and sits in traffic for an hour or longer. He'll typically listen to the same music or podcasts he always does to get to a job where a stack of papers and projects awaits his arrival. If he's lucky, he'll live up to his boss's expectation and be awarded with the opportunity to take a quick lunch break, only to be rushed back to the office where he continues the tedious grind. He clocks out, sits in some more traffic, gets home, Kisses the kids and wife, grabs some dinner, tucks the kids into bed, watches an hour or two of his go-to TV show, hits the sack, and wakes up to do it all over again every day for the rest of his life. Now, I personally will say that some of those things do apply to me. Um, some of them don't either by... Uh, by reason that I don't have children or by reason that um, I don't work at... Or I don't. I don't have to sit in an hour of traffic because actually my job is. I don't. I don't actually have a car here in China. But that being said, um, I could give you my typical autopilot day. Um, get up at seven. We'll say. We'll say seven. Get up at seven in the morning. Even though my alarm goes off at six fifteen, I do hit the snooze snooze uh, a few times. Um, get up at seven get i don't get a shower i'll, I'll brush my teeth because generally i'll have the shower the night before brush my teeth um we'll start to make coffee we'll generally have a um a, a, some kind of cereal for breakfast and then uh i will end up going to the bathroom okay whatever i'll, I'll take my, my my morning crap that's what i do and so for all of you who are a little squeamish there you go take it um and then Generally, I will try and be out the door at 7.30, uh, kiss my wife goodbye if she's not going with me to walk the dog, um, and then I will take my scooter to work, get in, and just basically either have classes prepared or be working on preparing for classes, get the classes done, and then um, at the you know go to, go to lunch for about 30 minutes, uh, rest for about 30 minutes, and then... Generally, I'll get done with work about 4.15. I'll come back, uh, be here around 4.30. I'll walk my dog if if he needs to be walked, uh, or I'll walk him with my wife if she's home. Uh, if she's not, then um, you know I'll go walk him by myself. And then generally, I'll be on YouTube, um, or I'll, I'll watch some kind of entertainment, um, waiting for my wife to get home, not really doing anything in particular to... Uh, to change that and then when my wife gets home generally we'll go to bed and that's kind of about it or i'll get a shower and then we'll go to bed and so that's that's generally about my day 
and I'll wake up the next day and just kind of do it again. And, and to an extent, sometimes I have an issue with that. Sometimes it feels like I'm not producing. But take for day, for, to, uh, take today for instance. Um, today was different. Uh, I woke up and I felt energized. I felt charged, and especially once I got to class because I was already prepared for classes. And then also because I knew that this evening I was going to be here talking to you. It's evening here in China. It'll be whenever you happen to be listening to this morning, afternoon, evening. And I knew that I was going to be recording this. And so I was excited and I was pumped. And I, I, I want this to be something unique that I do. I want this to be something different. I don't want to just be stuck in the same thing. So I intentionally came in and recorded this. And so that's different for today. And I like that. Um, being at the mercy. So something to think about is what is your autopilot day like? And is an autopilot day good or is it bad? For me, it's bad if it's consistently over the course of many days. But if, you know, if you, if you've done, if you've, I think if you've set up good habits, Having a good autopilot day is just is just that is like getting getting do, doing things to make your brain do it automatically. Just getting those things prepared as long as they're good things, but also making sure that you do kind of have a checklist, either at the end of the week and see what you've accomplished, or at the end of the day and see what you've accomplished. And I think that that's something that I struggle with. I don't. I, I think that would be something that would be useful to everybody is being able to, at the end of the day or at the end of the week, depending on what works best for you, journal, write down, what did you complete today? What did you do today? What was something that, that, that you accomplished today? And be able to kind of look back at that and be like, oh, I didn't accomplish anything today. Or I didn't accomplish anything this week. Because then then you can go and reassess and, and make the next day better or make the next week better and, and try and put those things into practice um so he does break he, he does he does break it into three different sections he does break the chapter into three different sections so the section that i want to talk about now is is being at the mercy of others and one of the things that i agree with uh with him and, and and maybe some of you would disagree with this but but people aren't necessarily out to get us i don't think people are just out to be haters i think i think actually they just hate like certain ideas um, but generally what, what, what it'll be is that they just have different interests. Their desires are against your desires. And so because of that, because of that, because of that, I think that there's, I think that there's an issue where we think that those people are haters or we think that they're just out to be against us. And, and it's not so much that it's, you know, it, it could be something behind the scenes. It could be something, you know, that's that's going on with them at home or or uh, at work, or even if it's your your wife or your your child. You know, it they they just they're just they have a different interest or a different desire than you. Um, for for instance, uh, I, I'll be I'll be candid um, and say like one of my coworkers uh, at at the school that I work at. Um, she just recently, um, ended up videotaping one of my classes and tried to 
in my mind, tried to use it as a way to like, like just question my way of teaching because it just happened to be that it was an ESL class and we were playing games and working on everybody just talking in English. Granted, some of the kids were still speaking in Chinese and granted they were like really excited, but they were like hooting and hollering, just having a good time. And it was kind of one of those classes that was, it was basically kind of a throwaway class for me because I couldn't teach them anything new because the schedule had gotten a little wonky with my, with my school. And so because of that, I ended up, you know, just having a game day basically. And she videos, she comes in, she videos, or she doesn't come into the class, but she videos from the outside the door. And the thing is, is she tries to challenge my way of teaching, even though this is the only class that she's actually ever like seen and or been to. Um, and, Part of the thing is, is like, and, and, and it, it kind of, I don't, it's difficult not to say that she's not out to get me because it does kind of feel like that because she's been under a lot of fire recently at the school. She's yelled at students and said horrible things about students and she's pretty much on the top, chopping block. And so it's kind of like, it sounds like you're, you know, like, like she's just trying to get to me or trying to trying to have it out for me but but in all honesty it's just she's trying to i i assume that her interests whatever her interests are are at odds with mine and the biggest challenge like for me is like why not you know she's got to come and talk to me she's got to come and say hey like i just want to know what's going on instead of sending it to my boss and saying hey i don't know what's going on in this class maybe there's you know maybe this she didn't really say go into detail about what she thought, but, but she sent me messages saying like, Oh, okay. Well, it doesn't seem like you have control of the class. And I'm just like, it's, it's very difficult not to kind of be offended by that and not to be, and, and, and I have to be intentional about it. And, and even, even in this, this is not something that I'm good at. I suck at this. I'm not intentional. My wife even today talked to me about this particular person. Cause she knows that I'm not happy about this person. But she, she, my wife was like, listen, you need to go and talk to her. And I, cause I haven't talked to her. This happened three weeks ago and I still haven't talked to her. And she's like, you need to go talk to her. Cause another like little incident popped up today with her. And I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to see her face. I don't want to be around her. I don't want anything to do with her. Like, cause she bugs the crap out of me. And my wife is like, but number one, you may need her help in the future, which is true. I, I could potentially need her help in the future. And then two, if, if, um, oh, and two, as a Christian, it's kind of one of those things that like, you need to just kind of make amends. Like, fine, it's fine, fine. And so I do need to be intentional about it. And, and I suck at it. Otherwise I am at the mercy of her. Otherwise I, I allow her to kind of like control that part of me. And it's very, very difficult for me to be okay with that. Um, I, I'll give you an example of, of when, um, cause I guess, I guess in my mind, like I didn't overreact, like I overreacted in my mind, but I didn't like immediately lash out and attack her for what she had said and for what she had done. I didn't attack her, but I, I, you know, kind of like calm myself down to an extent and kind of tried to compose a message that would be, convey to her how I was feeling and kind of my thoughts. Um, but I still suck at it. And I'll tell you another way that I suck at it is 
I don't like. I was I was on I was on the subway here here in Shanghai, um, and when when I got off, I was getting to the elevator, and the thing is, is like I like lines. I love lines. Lines almost don't exist here in China. Like there are some times where Chinese people and foreigners will all get into lines together and it's glorious and it's wonderful and it's amazing. But most of the time there is no queue. There is no line. It's just a conglomeration of people. But I'm like, listen, if I'm there first, like it's only right that I should be able to get in first. So I had this guy come up and with his wife and his wife kind of like tries to sneak in ahead of me and then he tries to sneak in next to her and i'm like guys like this is not cool like we're trying to get on this elevator so the thing is is i i'm i'm trying to get onto this this elevator and this guy is elbowing me trying to get me out of the way and and basically like shoves his way on i get in and i'm trying to make room for myself and he's trying to elbow me away and and him and his wife are hooting and hollering. He turns to me and he says some stuff in Chinese. And I just stare him down the entire time. The entire elevator ride, I'm just eyeballing him. Just kind of like trying to intimidate him. And and it's not exactly like one of the challenges that I have is, is I've got to be more intentional. I've got to be more proactive and realize that there are going to be times where I'm going to run into this problem, period. It just happens here. Like it happens in China where people don't get into a line and I'm going to have that happen. And I've got to be okay with that stuff happening. I'm still working on it. Now I want to talk about being at the mercy of ourselves. Um, basically, what, what, what Mickler kind of presents is, is like, the worst threat to to us is is ourselves. When it comes to being intentional, we generally are our worst are like our own worst enemies. We make choices, we get set into patterns, and then those patterns become a rut. And it just kind of turns into this just automatic thing. And for me, like one of the questions that I want to ask and I want you to think about is what are some choices that you've made in the past that have now become ruts? What are some choices that you chose to live by that became a pattern and then became a rut? And I'll tell you for me, the first one is YouTube, hands down, bar none. In my mind, when I get done with work, Generally, I'm, I'm I'm kind of tired and I'm lazy or not maybe not lazy, but like I'm tired and I want to like sit down. I want to grab a meal and generally the easiest thing to flick on is going to be YouTube, easily hands down, bar none, or Netflix. But generally, it's YouTube. I can consume so many hours of YouTube, and I know is I know I know I know that I've got some watchers on YouTube, and I appreciate you consuming my content. But in all honesty, one of the things that that if it's if it's something that takes over all of the hours that you have, then it becomes a rut. It becomes a problem, and that's definitely where I'm at. Uh, another one is like my weight, uh, uh, just um, not not actually making decisions intentionally making the choices to not eat certain things. 
Like generally, I just kind of autopilot what I eat. If I'm hungry, especially in the house, if there's no food, I'll make popcorn. Or I'll grab another bowl of cereal. And generally, that's not going to be – and, and it's, not, it's nothing for me to grab maybe like two bowls of cereal, you know, just to sit with two bowls of cereal and just devour those. Or to grab some kind of dessert or, you know, to go out whenever I go walk the dog to go out and grab an ice cream or five. And literally, I can't even – if I eat one thing of ice cream, in my mind, I don't even stop myself from eating the other four if I buy five of them. If I buy five things of ice cream, and I'm not talking like bowls. I'm not trying to like – I don't want you to sit there and think that I'm like buying these like massive gallons of ice cream. I buy five of them, and I eat all five of them in one sitting. Not that. But it's like a Magnum bar or, or, or some kind of like ice cream bar. And I'll sit there, and I'll buy five of them with the intent – originally to just have one at a time and i do have one at a time it's just one right after the other after the other after the other after the other and so it's definitely not something that i'm in control of so those are the choices that i that i've made uh with like weight and, and youtube and those are the ruts that i'm in that i need to intentionally get out of and i need to make it my intention to get out of and this is and even this this particular recording is actually kind of an answer in relationship to that because instead of coming home this evening and just sitting down and watching YouTube, I'm actually recording this podcast. And so that's actually kind of like something that's, that's really exciting to me. Um, now I want to move to this idea of the third option. Um, in, in life, we kind of think that there's, there's like an either, or, you know, you we either do this or that, or this needs to happen in order for that to happen. And we don't actually open our minds to different perspectives. And I kind of agree with this because, because even in my wife and I have had counseling, I mean, we've been married for two and a half years and it's kind of like, I'm sure people are like, why are you guys having counseling? It's just because like, I know that there are certain things that we haven't really like talked about and fleshed out. And it's always good to have somebody else kind of like flesh those out. I have no problem with counseling whatsoever. I love it. And so we were really blessed to have people here in China who would, who were more than willing to help us kind of like look through our issues and, and figure out what was going on. And one of those big issues, one of those big, big issues was, was money. Um, me, I'm kind of loosey-goosey with money. I don't really keep track of it. I'm like, as long as at the end of the year or at the end of the month, I know that there's money in the bank, like in a decent amount. It, it can't be like a dollar. It needs to be a decent amount. But as long as I know that, I don't care where the money goes. Like it could just. But for my wife, she's much more meticulous about it. She wants to be more conscious of where the money is going. And and so much so to the point where like she was working when we first got married. And I didn't. I hated that she was working because what was happening is it's like. I would get one day with her, just one day. And I would, I, so normally I would go to work in the morning, start work at eight o'clock. And she, you know, she would be up in the morning with me, but then like by 11, she would go to work. Well, or, or I would, probably by like nine, she would go to work, nine or 10. She would go to work. I would get done with work, say around three thirty, four o'clock. And this is, this is before, this is before my, my current occupation. Sometimes I would get done at like lunchtime. And I would come home and she wouldn't be home, which is fine. I don't care. That's, that's okay. But what was happening is, is like basically her job was keeping her until 
10 or 11 at night. So if I got to spend any time with my wife, it was a very brief amount of time at night, right? And and then to cap it all off, she would only have one day off. It was always a Sunday. She would have Sundays off. But that wasn't even like the day that she would have off because then her company would say, oh, we're going to have a meeting on Sunday. You have to come, but it's your day off. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I want to spend time with my wife, like back off. But we had these arguments because my wife is very much interested in providing her own, like, like, like being independent, but, but I don't want to say she's, she's independent in the sense that she like wants to not depend on me, but more so she likes to make her own money. She, or she likes to make money, period. She likes to contribute to the family, even though I've told her, like, it doesn't matter. Like you, whatever you bring to the family, I'll always bring more. I'll always bring enough for us to be fine. And so it doesn't matter what you bring. Like you can bring it if you want, but you, you don't have to. You, she doesn't have to work. She would, would be perfectly fine if she doesn't work. So that being said, when when uh, we were having issues with that, and the biggest challenge was we were thinking it was an either-or situation. I was thinking it was an either-or situation. Either she needs to quit her job and just be at home or we're going to have problems the whole time. In her mind, it was either like she makes me happy or she continues working and just kind of deals with the repercussions of that. And the problem with that is it wasn't so much. It, the thing is, is those weren't the only options. The other options were, we, we, we just couldn't see the other options. We just weren't paying attention to the other options. And one of those major other options was either a, she could start working, like doing, doing her own side business, like going and teaching kids. Like that's what she was doing. She could go and teach kids uh, English. She could do that. And I would support her 100% because I know that she would be at home and we would be doing it together and that'd be fine. That's one option. Another option was for her to work more part-time. Another option was to talk to the company and say, hey, look, I need to cut down on hours and you need to give me time off. You know, there were so many other options, but we had so many arguments about just her job as a whole. It wasn't that I didn't want her to work. And even now she's working, but the company that she works at some days, like some days she'll work late at night. Like I told you, I go to bed at 12 sometimes waiting for her to get home. But other days she doesn't work at all. And so she'll be home when I get home so we get to spend time together. She also gets two days off a week guaranteed. And so those two days we get to go and do things together. And I'm fine with that. That's perfectly, that's great. And I'm so much happier now and she's so much happier now, but we didn't see that to begin with when we were first arguing about it and we would first have those debates. So it's always being mindful that there isn't, it's not either or you can do something else. Um, so what are some either or walls or either or thoughts or either or problems that you have that you just haven't thought about a new perspective or you just haven't gone into it? with new eyes or seeing a different way of handling it. Something to think about. I want to leave you with these mindsets and then, and then the skill sets. So mindset, everything in life is a choice. 
everything in life is a choice. And and to an extent, that can be like freeing and scary at the same time. To kind of think that I'm responsible for every choice that I've made in my life. My choice to go directly to university out of high school, which was, in my mind, not a great choice at the age that I was and at the maturity level that I was. It was also my choice to um, to just spend time having fun in university. It was also my choice to take three years off of university. Actually, it was my choice not to go back to university uh, immediately. It was also my choice to come out here to China. Um, but I'm responsible for the choices that I've made. And the, there's not so much, it's not so much that there's nothing I can do about it. The weight that I am, the, uh, um, those, the, those are absolutely my choices and I've made those choices and now it's, it's time to do something different about it and I need to, and, and I'm definitely working on it. Um, and, and hopefully in, in, in future podcasts, I'll be able to tell you more about those things that I'm, that I'm doing in order to be healthier and to, to make the right choices. But you have to understand, you have to get it in your mind. You are responsible. It is your choice. You make choices in your life. Don't be at the mercy of others. Don't be at the mercy of yourself and get yourself into a rut. And understand, there are other options out there. Okay. It's not an either or situation. You make those choices. So for the skill set, make up your mind. Be decisive and communicate your decisions. Because this is, I can't tell you, being married, this is a huge thing. But not even just being married. Being decisive in work and then communicating that to the people that I work with. Um, right now I'm teaching the same thing as, as two other people. And I'll tell them, like, I'm like, okay. This is what I'm doing, and I want you guys to, to go along with me. Like this is, and I'll show them what they are. Now, that doesn't mean I don't get input. I absolutely get others' input. I absolutely will I will ask their opinion. But if they don't know, I've made the decision. Okay. If they don't have a, a, an idea, I've made the decision. I, I'm like, this is what we're going to do, and it's a and it's a big thing. Something something that would be interesting to do for you. Um, in making up your mind is have an idea. So for instance, like, let's say there's a date that you want to go on or, or let's say there's, I'm going to go with date. Cause that's just the easiest thing for me to run with. Let's say there's a date that you want to go on and your significant other girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, whatever. I guess since I'm talking mostly to men, since that's what I'm aiming for, we'll say girlfriend, wife, you Choose ahead of time where you're going to go. Stop. Don't. You do want to ask where they want to go. And that's fine. But already have it in mind just in case they say, oh, I don't know. Or uh, I don't care. That happens so many times, especially with my wife. And so from here on out, I'm just going to make the decision. I'm just going to be like, listen, this is what we're going to do. And, and, and one of those things too is like, especially not just going out to eat, not just going on a date, where to go and what to do, but also even just inside the house, like, hey, we're going to eat this like today, tonight, 
after I finish this podcast, I am going shopping. Well, not. I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to find what stuff we can buy at the store. And then tomorrow, I'm buying it. Because right now, I've put so much pressure on my wife to make the right things that I'm like, no, no, no. It's my responsibility. I make the choices. And so I need to be decisive about it. Because otherwise, if we're both kind of like, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what do you want? Uh, what do you want? Then we don't actually in, have any intention to actually lose weight. It just kind of doesn't happen. I would love for my body to lose weight automatically by itself. But that crap don't happen. And so I had to make it happen. And so that's what I'm doing today. So I'm being more decisive about what we eat. I will be more decisive about where we're going to go on vacation. I will be more decisive on what to do on my date. I will make up my mind. And you need to make up your mind. Be more decisive. Choose the things. Know that you are responsible for your choices. And then go make those choices. If you need to lose weight, go lose weight. Go do whatever you need to do in order to do that. Figure yourself out. I actually kind of wish that he had a chapter on on uh, um, self-awareness. Actually, he might. Actually, I think later on he does talk about self-awareness. Self-awareness is knowing yourself well enough to know if you need to lose weight. Like, I need to lose weight. I know I need to lose weight. But there are things I need somebody outside to challenge me. Because if no one else challenges me, I let myself do whatever I want to do and it doesn't matter. But if I have somebody constantly challenging me, or coming to me and saying, eventually, I'll take over and I'll challenge myself. But for the beginning, like I, I, I don't. And so I'm making the decision to lose weight. And I will tell you guys more about that in future podcasts about what I'm going to do. The other thing is delegation. Now, this one this one I've got a little bit more of a challenge with. But, but I would say, in my mind, I'm delegating... I'm not delegating my weight loss, but I'm delegating maybe like what kind of exercises I do. I'm delegating maybe meal preparation or not meal preparation, uh, meal planning, but delegating and giving someone else the power to do certain tasks that don't necessarily need your attention. Because, because again, you get into that rut, you get into that pattern in order to be able to get everything else done. Like for me, grading, that would be something that I could delegate to somebody else. Uh, maybe doing um, lesson, e even lesson plans. I could delegate that, not necessarily like go and get somebody else and pay them to do the lessons, but even online, like I can find those things. I can find the lessons and pay for those lessons. That way it's less brain power for me. And all I have to do is just to tweak it just a little bit to make it my own. And so kind of like that, like I, I, I you know, you've got to be willing to not just make up your mind and be decisive, but also to kind of like release some control, allow others to do the things that you don't necessarily need to do, to do the things that are just kind of like, I don't want to say mundane, but, but like just things that, that, that shouldn't take up all your time because otherwise you end up in ruts in other places. You do choices and you end up in patterns and you end up in ruts in other places that you shouldn't be in a rut. That's it for me today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, if you're watching, um, if you're listening, please subscribe, leave a review and comments. I'm Nick. And remember you have an open invitation to my conversation and hopefully next week, my brother will be here. Peace out. Yay.